This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. I don't like rotating and talking like this, even though it's comfortable, because then I got this like hunchback thing going on. I don't like that. I like your little stretch you got going on, though. Hmm. Like I'm Superman breaking the chains. Yeah, I I got a new my mic arm. Superman in chains. Yeah, so I I can move around now, Greg. Whoa! How far? Look how far. Paintings? Can you go back to your paintings? Uh, no. (laughs) I can go about this far. (laughs) I go. I mean, can you imagine the arm reach back that far? (laughs) That'd be awesome. But the problem is, it's the focus issue I have is still still going on. So we're gonna have to figure all that out. But it's okay. You know why it's okay? Because we have the former and former Imran Khan with us, and he just makes my day better. I like how Greg's like Superman breaking out of his chain sound was eh. Superman's famous sound eh. (laughs) (laughs) The new face of video games, blessing at AOEA Junior. It's me, blessing. I feel like I haven't been on content with you for too long. For two days. I, it's been two days too long, my friend. Actually, didn't we do a thing? No, yeah, that was two days. That was Monday. I feel like, this, of course, time is a flat circle, like mm-hmm. always. I feel like I'm on content with everybody every day, but I'm, all, I'm also on content with nobody on any day. <laughs> you know I totally I mean? feel that. For as stupid as that statement sounds, I totally, yeah. totally feel that. Especially because this week is utter insanity. Like, as we're recording this right now, it is September 16th. At 11.30 a.m., which means we're an hour and a half away in real time from the PlayStation 5 event that we assume is going to have the price, the date, the pre-order information, and all of that. Maybe some surprises. This is exciting stuff. We're getting a a Nintendo Direct uh, mini partner showcase tomorrow. We're assuming there's going to be some cool stuff there as well. It's like, what a time. We got Cyberpunk's third Night City Wire on Friday. And it's like, I know that a lot of people are sick and tired of this whole Summer Game Fest thing. And at this point, it's September. It's no longer the summer. We're just we're just in the game world. What's up, Greg? I hear you. I, I get that. This isn't... I, I'm not even the, arguing the dates of it. Like, we're on a different level. Today feels like E3. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that thing mm-hmm. where we are working nonstop from 9.30 all the way till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're all fucking ex- incredibly excited to do that. Dude, I, that's fucking dope. I, last night, I had trouble sleeping, like, legitimately, where I'm just like, I can't wait for this. Like, this is it, man. Like, I feel like this really is kind of the the culmination season finale that uh, we didn't get at opening night live. But it's like this, the, I assume our questions are going to be answered and they're going to be answered later. We don't need to get too much into that. But uh, because of that, I wanted to do a special games cast today where we're talking about what we're looking forward to in 2021 and what we can expect in 2021, because this here is the kind of funny games cast where each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show uh, live as we record it by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and also get the exclusive post show that we're probably not going to do for this episode because we got to go right into the PlayStation thing we were just talking about. But normally we have that um, as is well known by our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad. Get healthy with Hiram at gmail.com. 
which is just my favorite. Uh, Tom Bach, Skin Tight Salmon, Jeffrey P. Long, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Sancho West Gaming, and James Hastings. All of those amazing people. Stand-up folks. Uh, what else do I got to talk about? Have you, looked, have you heard about Get Hiram? Or uh, Get Fit with Hiram? No. Get Healthy mm-hmm. with Hiram? Yeah, we did. Thank you very much. Sorry, it's all gone for me. Uh, but we did a whole thing on PS. I love you. Right about it, where we actually emailed him and he sent in his explanation. He basically he was like, "I'm not happy with my body. I weigh too much. Lost all this weight, and now he's sharing his tips on how he did it. It's really inspiring." Get healthy with Hiram at gmail.com. Just email get him. He'll give you tips. Exactly. <laughs> he also has a YouTube channel. I want to get him more YouTube subscribers because he has some videos. And when I checked, I think it was only like two subscribers. And so go to go on YouTube. Check out Get Healthy with Hiram. Spell with a U. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Upstart ExpressVPN and AT&T's 5G services, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get right into what we have been playing. I don't want to go on too long about this, but I do want to have a, a conversation now that I have the four of you, four of us together, Barrett included as four. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Today, what, what's up, Greg? Barrett included is five. Now I see where you're driving. With yes, truck. <laughs> four of you, four of us without it. It's a whole fucking thing. You guys understand what I'm saying. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, the first impressions that uh, Blessing and I did is live now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can check it out for a whole bunch of in-depth thoughts. Uh, the reviews are up for everyone. I appreciate that IGN just straight up didn't give a score. Like I thought that that to me was a thing that I want to talk about, Greg. Have, do you remember that ever happening before? Oh, um... No, but I think it has. Like, I don't remember in my tenure there. I never did that, that I recall. And I don't remember anybody else doing it. But it doesn't sound, like, ludicrous. I think it's a better mm-hmm. way to do a collection like this, right? Where it is, totally. Like, how are you going to take three great games and put them in there and, like, then great? Give it, it a seven. This, and I remember, because I remember this being the struggle before we, we when we would do uh, remasters and collections, where it is, like, I'm no longer, I, I'm, and I remember doing for dumb stuff where I like, I had like the Atari collection, and it wasn't that I was like reviewing the games within the collection. I was reviewing the collection of the games, and similar to why uh, Mario is getting knocked around a bit today, right? Like what it did, what it enhanced, what uh, bells and whistles, what love and care it put into it. Yeah, totally. And, and I'm kind of right there with it where it's like, this, these are some of the best games ever made, and Mario Sunshine. And uh, the collection <laughs> is just like, it's so piss poor that it's distracting at times where you see hints of things when you look at the menu i was showing it off to bless it's like uh there's some nice little animations and like you see the dates and the timeline kind of move and then it only goes like three different frames and then that's it you get three paragraph blurbs about what these games are and then you're just into it and it's kind of the experiences you remember but somewhat neutered in somewhat in weird ways based on the control schemes and uh, to, to move into the positive realm, something that I, that I really want to uh, hit home is jumping between the three games is such a weird experience because in my mind, they all play very similarly. Mm. But the way Mario controls from 64 to Sunshine to Galaxy in any way uh, back and forth is radically different. Like, did you remember that, Imran? I, yeah, I kind of do because I remember like here... Hearing Mario's footsteps in Sunshine is actually like a memory for me because they sound so different. And that actually like dictates the way he controls because he's just a lot more granular in the way he moves. While Mario 64 is a lot more like big strides. Like it has the biggest like movement capabilities in terms of large, large acceptable movement. So in my head, I remember that. But like I think if I actually went down and put the controller in my hand, I would still try to do like say the long jump in Sunshine or the long jump in Galaxy and not do it. And like, exactly. oh, why isn't this working? 
oh, right, because the games are actually radically different. Yeah, radically different. And uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Sunshine for playing the most like Odyssey. Like you just get have such a crazy range of motion and uh, your moveset and arsenal of like how you can jump around is like widely superior compared to 64 Galaxy. So interesting stuff. I'm excited that Sunshine's going to get another chance at success here. Uh, but anyways, enough about that. Spelunky 2, Imran. So first of all, <laughs> before we start, uh, game was provided by PlayStation. The code was. Uh, two, that is an amazing game. It is one of those games that I like. I'm playing and I'm dying a lot. And like, I've only been past the fourth stage twice in the 13, 14 hours I've played so far. Uh, still, I know it's a game that I'm going to play forever. 13, 14 hours of a 2D platformer. My God. Because, yes. like, I, I was playing this on Games Daily yesterday with Blessing, but the you don't actually improve in Spelunky in terms of, like, oh, my character's getting stronger or I'm making more money so I can buy more things. It's You get better and you learn more tricks. You start, like You see every, like, graph paper thing on the screen go okay i know what this is going to do to me if i walk down this way so i'm going to try this and see if this works and i like i tweeted a couple of things today of the ethos of spelunky is you're coming up with clever solutions that are just going to fuck you over because you don't <laughs> you don't realize that one thing like I, I dropped a bomb down a thing i was like oh this should be perfect i don't need to waste another thing i'll just put this bomb in here which i need to use anyway and then I ended up, the bomb ended up destroying the platform I was on and then dropping into spikes immediately. It's like, oh, well, that was a good solution, except I should have been one space off. Or I got, I bought paste for my bombs, so they stick to things that I throw. I didn't have anything else to fight the mini boss on 1-4. So it's like, okay, I'll just buy, use this paste and I'll throw a bomb in his face. It worked. I, the bomb attached, it killed him, but he ran into me as the bomb exploded, so I also died too. So it's stuff like that of learning, okay, now I know how this works or what I should avoid next time, but I'm proud of myself for coming up with these clever solutions, even if they got me killed, because now I know what, what to do the next time I come to the same situation. And it's that cascading over hundreds of hours of playing this game. I think I put three to 400 in Splunky 1. And so with two, like you're still finding new things. Like, is there a, a, a wide gamut of like different abilities and stuff in this one? Not not really different abilities. There's like a couple of different items, but like the liquid physics change a lot of things because next time I go to the volcano, I'm going to play a lot more with those and see what I can do with them. Like there's, I have to be able to tell like the first time I see a monster, I'm not going to know, hey, is that a monster I can ride or is that just a regular monster? So I have to like look at it. I think there's one in the volcano that I can ride that's like a bark dog that barks fire. But the last time I did it, I walked up to him and he barked fire in my face. So I don't know for sure whether or not he is yet. So it's going to be like, it's going to be stuff like that. And Splunky won the, like the ways to get to the secret boss were inscrutable. They, unless somebody told you or you saw a guy, there was just no way you were ever going to figure it out. So it's going to be stuff like learning those things, but this time on the ground floor, because I didn't Splunky won until like it came to PC, I think. Hmm. Would you recommend a platform for this one? So far, I'm playing it on PS4, and it's fine. There's like some weird frame rate stuff with the character, but it doesn't seem to slow down the game. It's just the character's frame rate seems to slow down occasionally, which is an interesting mm. uh, problem to have. But the there is online co-op, so I think if you have people that want to... It's not cross-play, so if you want people to play with on PC or PS4, choose that. I would not be shocked in the near future. I would say maybe in the next year or so, if this game came to Switch... I think Sony bought exclusivity and this is just what they were focused on. But 
if you wanted to play it on that system, I'm sure it's coming at some point. Hmm. Bless. Yo. Among Us is a game that I have heard so much about, and I somehow have yet to see a single clip of this game in action. I don't know what it is, except you are a good liar. That's it. That's all that I know. <laughs> Can you Among explain a- to me what this phenomenon is? So it's basically like, have you ever played like One Night Werewolf or Mafia back in the mm-hmm. day? Like basically the games where everybody go to sleep. All right, there are two killers. Killers wake up, choose who you want to kill. All right, killers go to sleep. And then everybody wakes up and you try to figure out who the killer is. It's basically that, but in video game form where, uh, uh, to, to give this some context, right? This game has been blowing up over the last few weeks on streaming, on Twitch and all that stuff. It's a game that came out like two years ago, very low key and out of nowhere. It's just been blowing up and uh, I've been playing it over the last couple of days with friends and it's been fantastic. But yeah, like the idea is I've been playing it with, with around uh, 10 people. We go in, uh, there are different maps that you, that, that you can play on and you can have one or two imposters. Or I think even more, but I've been playing with one or two imposters uh you're in a ship and you're basically you're you're playing as a crew of shipmates that are like these cartoon little cute versions uh of these shipmates it looks like it it looks like a flash game but the characters look like weird versions of the fall guys characters if that makes sense that helps you to visualize it um and so you're basically going around the ship you're completing your tasks and that's your whole goal as a crewmate is to complete all your tasks and once once the, the crew completes all the tasks you win Within those crewmates, there are one or two imposters. And the job of the imposters is to kill the, the crewmates. And so, like, if you're a crewmate and you're walking around and you see another one of your crewmates dead on the ground, you can then call a meeting. And then that's when discussion happens. And that's when you, like, try to figure out, all right, who's the killer? Like, did you guys see, anybody, see anything? Was anybody suspicious? And it's, it's that type of game. It's, it's pretty much what, what you'd expect from that type of experience. Think about um, the, the space game from Jackbox. That Push I the button. Push yeah. the button. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, it's because it looks similar to that game. It's like yeah. actually similar. It is. It's basically that, but you roam around on a map, and like you're actually like you actually have to be sneaky about the killing. Like you're actually taking part in the killing in the game, and so like that becomes an actual strategy of all right. If I'm the killer, if I'm the imposter, how like how how long do I want to wait? Like, do I just want to blend in with people and act like I'm doing my task? Do I want to leave it to my other imposter to do all the killing while I'm just blending in? Um, it is a blast of a game like it, it it is really fun to play and the thing that i've kind of kind of gotten out of out of it from the last two days of playing is that i'm an excellent liar like i am <laughs> i am a great liar i can i can lie my face off it's great Craig um, miller let me lie right now uh, uh oh god uh god of uh, war is better than undertale god of war is better than undertale that's a really good real good one it's a good lie that's a good lie right there. You fucking kids. I hate Greg, you. How, <laughs> much, how much interest do you have in this game? Because this sounds like a, a game I never want to oh. play with Greg. Oh, no. I definitely want to play this. Uh, I definitely want to play I this. Think it would, I think we a should... kind of funny playthrough of this game would be amazing. Like, let's bring it back. Let's bring back party mode for one day. <laughs> I know, Tim, you got to get your shovel out and <laughs> undig up the grave you put it in. You know what I mean? But we bring it back. We just stream it. We play it. We hang out. Put how long out. does the, a match last? They're fairly well they feel quick it depends on how how fast you lose pretty much and so like could be anywhere from five to 15 minutes maybe 20 oh, wow. minutes okay. on a long on the longer side yeah like they're pretty quick matches cool yeah no i've been having a i've been having a blast with it and yeah i've kind of i've honestly i think if we did one if kind of funny did one it'd maybe be some of our best content like Absolutely. no joke it is 100%. that it is that it's about of a time game. we made good content 
Exactly. Yeah, that is that's a very good point. Maybe we'll get a stream going next week. We'll have to look into that. Ooh. Uh but cool, that's exciting stuff. But another game you've been playing that I'm excited to hear your thoughts on is Fuser, which yes. is Harmonix's um, latest game. Yes, it's not out yet. Uh they announced the date for it recently. I think it's coming in either October or November. I got to preview it. Um and so basically I got to sit down. They 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 did a whole presentation where they they uh, basically played the game in front of me for like 30 minutes and that was fun. Um, but then they also sent me a preview build for me to check out. And yeah, like it's it's there, it's Harmonix's new rhythm game where I don't even know if I can call it a rhythm game. I don't even feel like that's accurate. It feels like what DJ Hero should have been because I think when you think of that type of game, right? Like a game where you're mixing together uh, multiple different tracks uh, from the folks, you know, behind... Well, actually, I guess DJ Hero wasn't developed by the same people who did Guitar Hero, right? Like that was like a different studio that worked yeah. on that. Um, but like you think of that type of game, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Like, what does that, how does that translate to being a DJ? And I think, you know, DJ Hero, I liked, I thought it was fun, mainly because I thought the mixes were really good. Like, I liked the Eminem Jay Z crossovers. I liked Eminem and Jay Z crossover. That was like peak <laughs> shit, especially what was that, 2009, where they did the home yeah. and home tour and that. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys, this is a little OP right now. No, yeah, like, and that's the, that's honestly probably the thing that sold DJ Hero on me was the fact that they had, I forget, I think it was like My Name Is crossed with uh, uh, Izzo or whatever Izzo. that song's called. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that, that shit slapped. But DJ Hero was all, was pre- pretty much all a rhythm game. And I think the thing that that game was missing was the creativity from the user. Like, was that user input as far as like, okay, yeah, I'm a DJ. Let me choose the songs I want to mix together. Let me choose my transitions. Let me do shit. And, uh, Playing Fuser, like previewing that game, it has, I think, all the things that DJ Hero was missing. Like I was, oh, wow. I had, I've, I've been having a blast uh, uh, playing the game because, like, one, you have the creativity in terms of like the way it works, right? Is you can have, you can choose from, you can choose different instruments from different songs, and so like basically you're 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 playing a tour. You can control your BPM, and I could be like, all right, like I have like a um, a catalog of songs for the set. All right, I want to get. Let's say the 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 drums from Don't Sweat the Technique by Eric B and Rakim. I want the vocals from this Justin Timberlake song. I want the bass line from this Lady Gaga song. And I want um, this guitar rhythm from this other song. All right, cool. Uh, okay, th- this is sounding good. All right, I'm going to add in, I'm going to replace the vocals with these other vocals that are like rap vocals in order to make this transition sick. All right, cool. Uh, okay, cool. The audience is now requesting that I play a pop song. All right, cool. I'm going to play a pop song. And that's actually where the gamification of it comes in is as I'm doing these different mixes and as I'm uh, creating my own set as a DJ, audience members, and I guess the game itself are offering you different tasks. And so like the game will be like, hey, change this to this BPM or, hey, replace this pop song with a song from 1990 to 2000 or something like that. Um, audience members will also give out requests and be like, hey, I want to hear some Lady Gaga. Hey, I want to hear some Rihanna. Kesha. Hey, I want to hear this. Yeah, play some Kesha. Like, you'll hear, you'll hear that type of stuff. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, and, like, you had to fulfill the request. And so you have you have that as a gamified aspect. And then you also you, you want to drop uh, songs on rhythm. And so, like, it does have, like, a rhythm game aspect to it, too. So, so like over, go for it. Th- this sounds like a very expanded form of drop mix, the board game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So probably is that... I never, I never, okay. ex- I never played drop mix. Drop mix okay, is wild. Never... Drop mix is great. So like, I guess without you having that touchstone, it's hard to ask for a comparison about it. But is there like, is there kind of an audience mode sort of thing where you're just playing for yourself? Yeah, there. I mean, okay. there, there is like a I forget what it's called, but like a free play mode where you're okay. just 
for yourself. And then also you can record that and then tweet it or or do whatever do do whatever with it, like social media wise. Um, but yeah, like I, I was surprised by how well everything pretty much worked together. Like all the mixes I put together in the game sounded good. Like regardless of like how fucked up I try to make them, like I'll try to like mix together like the most random of songs, and somehow they'd end up still sounding fine because like the they they've optimized everything so that like yeah the the everything's gonna be playing on the same bpm everything is gonna Got be it. on track with each other um you can also do they, do they limit that music. though where it's like uh you can only mix certain songs together based on their bpm or is it kind of like no. anything available to you you can put together and they'll slow it down and match it they'll slow it down and match it yeah so wow. like you can you can raise or slow your bpm and all the songs you add will adjust based on that and so like you can have a pitbull song that is playing way faster but somehow it works like somehow it still sounds dope which i think was the surprising thing uh yeah greg so like i am an idiot right like in many different ways but definitely when it comes to having any kind of rhythm i have none is this like idiot proof like i can mix whatever i want in there and have fun yes but there okay. is also a like a the one rhythm aspect to it is when you drop i guess, I mean, I guess it probably it's probably is like a drop mix thing when you drop a mix onto the the, <laughs> the board you'll you'll want to drop it on beat uh if you don't drop it on beat then okay. i think it'll either like deduct points or do whatever but like it's not the end of the world it doesn't seem like but the better you the better you do have rhythm the the better that will play out for you but okay. like everything else in the game seems to be more so on the creative side like you can also uh create your own rhythms like onto the mix by like going into the the instruments you have available and then just creating rhythms based on that okay. you know they have like they have uh dubstep sounds in there like dubs like the the wobble basses or do they call them uh and you can like play around with that and then make your own rhythm with that and then drop that onto your mix and so you can then mix your mm -hmm. own music with already um uh you know songs that are already on your mix uh which is pretty cool yeah i'm, I'm really deal. excited for this one here's the deal I'm down to do an Among Us stream if we can get Greg and Kevin to do a, a, user. a user stream. All yeah, right. I'm not that bad. I Don't know, but, Ke Kevin no, Cam. but here's the thing: Kevin is that bad, yeah, and I, I want you to have to be frustrated by it. Okay, sure, because <laughs> I don't want that in my now, life. Tim, I <laughs> I told you I told you the two games I wanted to talk about before this episode of Game of uh, Games. Yeah. I was gonna say Gamespot. There is a third one that I was I was gonna save for PS Love You, but. I feel like I, I I feel like you and Imran might be curious about what I have to say about it. It's a game called Tamron. I know Greg, you're also you're also you're also no, I hate about Tamron. you. Just you know what I mean. God. I love this. Uh, Tamron is a game I've been hyping up over the last couple of weeks because it's a Jet Force Gemini clone for all intents and purposes from uh, folks who used to work at Rare. Went out to made their own studio, music from David Wise, all this stuff. You're playing as a little Tamron creature, which a lot of people are, have been calling a red panda. No, it's a Tamron. I don't know what a tamarind is or what it's from. <laughs> How do you from. spell tamarind? T-A-M-A-R-I-N. Cool. The game has a look, for sure. Like, it definitely has, like, you look at that and be like, wow, they really went for whatever the hell it was they were going for. <laughs> it's so... Did it work, Bless? Did that look uh, work? I mean, I, th I like how it looks, honestly. I, I think it looks cute. And, like, I, I, I like the visuals of it. The this This game is so conflicting for me. Because... You could tell that they're, the developers were kind of conflicted with themselves as far as what they wanted this game to be because they very much wanted it to be a, a rare homage. They wanted they wanted to harken back to games like Banjo, mostly games like Jeff Force Gemini, and then games like DK64 and uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day. And so, like, 
you look at this this game and you see this little cute tamarind creature and then the first thing they do is give it a gun and it's like <laughs> all right <laughs> and then you run around and you you shoot up al- these alien creatures that are ants right and that is lifted directly from Jeff Force Gemini which yeah. is that so I love Jet Force Gemini. Jet Force Gemini is a game that I grew up with and I adored and I know it has issues. I know it has flaws, but it's just one of those things where I played that game as a kid and just always, just always loved it despite those things. Uh, and this game takes inspiration from that game, but it takes the weirdest inspirations from that game. Like the reason why I love Jet Force Gemini is because of this grand feeling of space adventure and the the ridiculousness of it. And like I do love shooting the the ant alien creatures and I and I like the different uh weapons they got to it. Like it almost felt like a pre-ratchet and clank to me. Like that's why I liked mm. Jet Force Gemini so much. And Tamarin looked at that and was like, All right, let's take the ant creatures. And the fact that it's a third-person shooter and a platformer and just turn that into a game. And it doesn't feel like, in, in those elements of the game, it doesn't feel like it has purpose. Uh, Jeff Force Gemini, throughout that whole game, you have, like, you're holding your gun. You, like, you're, you're, you're doing all your platforming, but, like, it doesn't really switch modes. Tamarin switches modes. Tamarin has levels. Tamarin has about, like, five levels that are platforming levels and three levels that are your third-person shooter levels. And so it separates that stuff in a way where those three levels that are shooter levels aren't great because the shooting mechanics aren't great they somehow found a way to even take the not so great shooting mechanics from jeff force gemini and make that an element in the game um which is whatever but yeah like those levels aren't great but the five platforming levels are all right um to back it up a bit (laughs) what a great sell (laughs) (laughs) to back it to back it up a, a bit right you're playing as tamarin the whole conceit of the game is your your home just got destroyed by these alien creatures that are coming through and they are ruining the land and they are creating industry or whatever and playing it over the last week i tweeted about this a little bit playing it over the last week was kind of um like weird but also like it hit home a bit because of the wildfires in california and all this stuff and like as the smoke is happening in california i'm looking out and i look back in the game and i'm looking at tamarin's home on fire and i'm like oh man that's sweet and the game has some elements there with the writing and and like they have these things called memoirs where they they talk about uh what tam what uh, your main character is feeling and like they're in like poetry form and so like your tamarin will talk about how yeah like my home's been destroyed and all this stuff and like playing the game i was like oh damn that's like that's kind of heartbreaking and that kind of hits home. Like, yeah, we got to do something. But then you play the game and they give them a gun. Tamarins, man. <laughs> it, like, we got to protect the Tamarins. Um, so, yeah, there's that element of the game that kind of hit home for me. But to bring it back more, right? The actual game. <laughs> How the far actual... back have we gone? <laughs> All the way the back actual... to 1999 when <laughs> Jeff Bush <laughs> Let's take it back to 1999. No, so the platforming is cool. Like, the, the world design is is so conflicted with it because it's it it definitely harkens back to rare in some good ways the 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 world has personality and it has some of the things that i want from a rare game it has a great soundtrack the i think the visual style is pretty beautiful like there's some things there that they're doing that is great but they also back to my point of they take the weirdest cues from jeff force gemini in those games like the the thing that people harp on the most when it comes to critiquing jeff force gemini and Donkey kong 64 is how far they went with the collectathon aspects of them. And Jeff Force Gemini, halfway through that game, uh, that game should have ended like halfway through, but 
they give you this task, this extra task in the second half of Jeff Wish Gemini to collect all the ship parts. And in order to do that, you have to save all the different tribals on all the different planets. And that's basically 100% in the game. And that's a requirement for beating Jeff Force Gemini. That was the one biggest piece of critique that people had for Jeff Force Gemini. Do you know what Tamron did? Tamron <laughs> did, did the much? exact same fucking thing. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand how they made this mistake. They basically have these Firefly creatures that you have to collect. Uh, that will, They have a lot of things they have to collect in this game. Some of them don't make sense because they don't know the purpose of some of them. Um, but you have to collect a bunch of stuff. Uh, in order to beat the game, you have to have a certain amount of fireflies. Uh, and I got to the end of the game, and I had, like, 33. I think I had to have 40. And I was like, okay, cool. I got to collect the rest of the fireflies. I've been enjoying this game thus far enough. I'll complete it. Getting those last seven fireflies that I needed was such a hassle and such an annoyance. And it really brought me back to, like, playing Jeff Force Gemini and trying to trying to collect a tribal and, like, the the um, accidentally shooting a tribal because they look like an enemy or whatever the thing may be, right? The same exact thing happens in in Tamarin, except they make it worse because in the shooting level, all right, let me break this down. <laughs> okay, take it back, take it back. Plus. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. Nineteen eighty two. So in nineteen ninety nine, when Jeff Force no, so like the fireflies. Think of the fireflies as like stars in Super Mario. All right. Okay. They're like your main collectible. That's what's going to get you to beat the game. To get fireflies, you could either find them out in the world or you can collect these bird creatures that are in the shooting levels, which are the equivalent to the tribal in Jeff Force Gemini. But do you know what happens when you see a bird in one of the shooting levels? What happens? The, the fucking enemy ants shoot them on sight as soon as you make eye contact. And you can't go back and collect that bird unless you redo the entire level. And I try, I try to collect the same bird in uh in the same level about seven times because every time i would as soon as i would see the bird but bam right in the head like the the the, the enemy <laughs> ant would shoot that thing <laughs> and i don't mean to go on this rant it's just this game made me very emotional no, because i really want I, I really wanted to like this game and i like a lot of elements of it but there are other elements of it that are just baffling when it comes to like why like why would you make these decisions that were made and people people hated them before like why would you make the exact same de- decisions i don't understand honestly um, blessing i'm glad rant. you did this i'm glad you did this uh now just to get you in the right headspace for donktober baby you know what i'm saying get you in that oh, right dude, i'm ready for donktober hell yeah you know can, can we reveal the details of donktober right now oh, live yeah, on absolutely. the kind of funny games cast yeah let's go baby Oh, yeah, Barrett, go for it. Oh, am I doing it? Oh, okay, I didn't know who I feel like you're more so prepared. Um, so, yeah, Dongtober, if you don't know, uh, if you don't know, Kind of Funny's October is officially Dongtober, where Blessing and I are going to be streaming Donkey Kong 64 every Saturday in October, except for Halloween, uh, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games from noon to roughly 3 p.m. every Saturday. We'll see. And it's going to be leading to Blessing's first time actually beating Donkey Kong 64 because wow. he's never actually beat it before. To be clear, I made it to the end. I just you, haven't beat the yeah, final you, boss. Yeah, you like you you had like all of these requirements that you have to do to get to the final boss, which is, again, very rare uh, N64 yeah. day plays kind into, of design. Yep. Plays into the issues of those games. Yeah, so so, uh, yeah, we'll be streaming through DK64. It's a longer game, so it'll be uh, kind of a test to see how quickly uh, Bless and I can uh, play through it. But I feel confident in Bless. And if we can't do it, there might be a backup save somewhere where it uh, takes Bless to the furthest point he has ever gotten to, into the game. So either way, it's building up to Bless beating Donkey Kong 64 for the first time. It's going to be fun. Uh, the first four Saturdays of October, so starting Saturday, uh, October 3rd. 
was when we'll start doing the Donktober streams over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Come hang out. It'll be a fun time. I'm excited because I'm confident you do not remember Donk Donk 64 that well. I, and when, I, the second I, you start moving a character in that game, I think you're going to go like, oh, oh, oh no. no, what a mistake. <laughs> I've played, I played that game consist- consistently through my lifetime. Like I, yeah. I, I very recently played that game, and so I, I, know, I know what to look forward to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. And I just did a playthrough because I wanted to see like how quickly I could beat it while doing the bare minimum requirements, and I did it in 12 hours flat. And you know what? I loved oh. every second of it. And it was great, except maybe trying to get the (sighs) Nintendo coin in the Donkey Kong arcade. It's maddening, but we might have a workaround for that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Well, the best thing that comes out of this is we get to say Donktober a lot, Greg. So I can't wait. I can't wait for this in the housekeeping for the entire month of Donktober. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Speaking of Greg, Greg, hey, where you at with Avengers? I uh, uh, hopelessly addicted still like me and Goldfarb uh, and our friend Sean that you know Tim and a few other people know are playing still daily and nightly mainly nightly getting into it I you know it's this weird thing no matter when I turn on that game yeah Joe Scrabble uh, Joe Scrabbles or uh, uh, um, Simon Cardi usually Simon Cardi are playing so there's someone on the UK time for me to jump into and then at night yeah it's usually me and Goldfarb our friend Sean's on the east coast there's someone playing there too um if I hadn't passed out early last night, just due to exhaustion of a big day, I would have uh, gotten a cap finally to power a cap level of 150 right now, which if you have no idea, and I know we talked uh, about this on the spoiler cast last time in very minute detail. If you don't know, it just takes a lot of resources. I'm, I'm in, you get to power level 130, then you have to grind to power level 150. Uh, so I've been on this long uh, thing of just grinding out caps equipment to be the best possible in the game. And as soon as I get to sit down and just play an hour or two, I'll have enough upgrade mods to finally have that knocked off which when the 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 layers of this journey for it began when goldfarb was explaining to me what it would take to get to level 150 and the playing and the polychorons and the upgrade modules and all this nerdy ass shit i was like yeah that doesn't sound like fun so i'll probably just go and jump into black widow and play her get her to level level 50 for skills power level to whatever i want it to be to stop and now that i'm here on the precipice of finishing off cap the first thing on my mind is to go into Black Widow and do the exact same thing to her and drag her all the way through it too. And then after that, go into the next characters and try to get them to level 50 and keep playing. So I'm just, I'm in too deep. I'm, I've, I'm, I'm fraying about it. Good. Is anyone yeah, else? No, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I, I, I'm, you know, having so much fun with it, despite all of its many flaws, which we talked about in the spoiler cast and in the review and that I make fun of on Twitter. It's, and I just talked to, Paris about it actually on kind of funny games daily uh, that we filmed before this right of in comparing it to destiny where the old adage used to be like man the people who love destiny really hate destiny like it's the same way with avengers where all we do is make fun of it and point out the stupid things but then it is this so excited about this new skin or so excited to go run this thing again and that moment to moment combat being so fun and of course obviously the hype that is you know they're dropping a a patch on Thursday tomorrow that's going to have a whole bunch of different stuff in it. There's this, uh, you know, credit thing they're doing. And then obviously Kate Bishop, uh, Hawkeye down the line, what that means, what's the roadmap, yada, yada, yada. All right, Imran and Blessed, are you still playing? I played a little bit the other day, but like my P- so Avengers heats my PS4 up. Like I don't think any of the game I have, maybe The Last of Us 2, like does the same thing. So in a situation where I cannot open my windows, it becomes hard to play Avengers. But I did play a little bit of a, a yes, day before yesterday. And I, I enjoy the moment-to-moment gameplay of that thing. 
like going into a thing and like fighting a bunch of enemies and granted there are situations where that is also a little frustrating but it also starts to real make me or great on me of like why the why the hell is this one guy on the other side of the hangar like that takes, <laughs> takes forever to get to him so you can cash in your points and then forever to walk back like why why would they design it that way or why did they make an open world that has multiple objectives but jarvis is always yelling at you to go to the main objective like regardless of what you're doing he's like maybe you should go fight that team now it's like no there's other things to do i will do those things first and stuff like that <laughs> that grates on me and i think will grate on me more as the hours pass but I, i'm also i'm excited for that game to get better because the stuff that does bother me like oh i didn't bring the right people to open this door should hopefully be fixed at some point and that's the kind of stuff that like once that happens it will feel like we've climbed a mountain and that should feel a lot better for this game Bless. What about you? I've not touched it since beating it. No, I, I have no plans to until like the next expansion. Mm-hmm. I think next gen is the best time to touch this, honestly. Yeah, like, no, I really, I really hope like that the PS5 will like help out with some of the issues in terms of how it runs, and then also load times and stuff. Yeah, because the load times are what kills me the most at this point. Yeah. Like, it just they take so long, and it takes so long. Just like the hangar thing on a vacuum, not all that big a deal. The fact that everything in the game just goes so slowly is what like contributes to all that feeling, like it's overwhelming. For me, with next gen, it's yeah, I can't wait to see what it looks like on PlayStation Five. I'm also terrified of what it's going to do on PlayStation Five because we always just talk about the upsides of it. I'm way more worried of like. Since the save isn't on their side, it's on my PlayStation 4, What, how getting it to the PlayStation 5 and not a, a game that right now people complain all the time about losing progress in or losing a pattern or it ate this thing or I didn't get my challenge points. Like as they struggle, and granted, it's a launch of a games as a service, whatever, but as they struggle right now with doing the basic stuff for the game you have, I'm terrified of what that could look like moving to PlayStation yeah. 5. With. I kind of took that for granted that that would work fine. But now that you said it, like, oh, God, I could reasonably lose everything. It, it's that <laughs> idea is if it was our, if it was similar to Bungie, you know what I mean? If all, if my save was up there in the cloud on their thing, I wouldn't have a concern, whatever. Yours up, but it's this thing of how are they worrying about that? How clear has PlayStation been? What, you know, unforeseen things are they going to have to not, you know, there's going to be something that goes wrong with that version at launch. Right. Uh, this is like a stupid question to even ask as we're like 54 minutes away from this event happening. But do you guys think we're going to see Spider-Man in the PlayStation version oh. of Avengers at today's event? Oh, mm. I'm going to say no. I think they're going to because you show Spider-Man that like diminishes the next couple of characters. I think they show Spider-Man before November. So like kind of stimulate sales of the game for like Black Friday is like, hey, pick this up now and like eventually you'll get Spider-Man. But I think today the only Spider-Man focus will be Miles Morales. I want to say no, but I think there's a slim chance that you could because I do think that again, today's, you know, and this is always a funny time capsule for everybody watching later. Today, theoretically, is PlayStation's chance to really drive home the message of why you need a playstation 5 and so i think part of that messaging is of course the launch lineup is of course this but it is these games that are you're getting the free version of you are getting this enhanced version of and i think square enix 
and Avengers have been quieter than I thought they would be. Not like quiet in terms of communicating. They're on the subreddit. They're talking, you know, when they bugs are up there, they're putting out patches, little ones. Right now, yesterday, uh, Megan Marie, who's uh, communications over, or community management over there, put up a thing on the subreddit, talk, answering some question and talking about their new thing they're doing for this thing that matters to me and nobody else. Uh, but then she also mentioned, like, <laughs> I'm going through the patch notes right now. There's seven pages of them. So it's like that thing of like, I wonder if this could be that they're kind of timing it out for this something to do something here, even if it just is Marvel Avengers is out. Here's the accolades trailer and it's going to play best on PlayStation five and Spidey drops and we get the first look at his suit kind of thing. And then on the heels of that announcement and that tease, push your patch notes and maybe then announce a war table and talk because the next war table is supposed to talk about roadmap. And I feel like that's we're getting to that point where people are into the end game and you're interested in it. Maybe I'm being too bullish and too exciting, and you know this. I'm excited, PlayStation guys. Five. Let's I know, go. dude. It's like let's it's fucking a, go. 2020 has been such a shit burger, and also like on top of us usually not knowing what the fuck we're talking about. Every video game company doing something drastically different than what they normally would do. It's so hard to sit here and predict what we're actually about to get. Absolutely, Greg. With that, can we talk about your last game a different time? Sure. Okay, because I want to tell you about our sponsors, and then the big topic. Thank you to Samsung and AT&T for sponsoring this podcast. Samsung's newest phone, the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G powered by AT&T 5G is available now. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and coverage, not in all areas. Uh, here are just some of the new features you can try out with this device. Cloud gaming will be available with the power of 5G. You can try out cloud gaming with high performance experiences brought to you via the newest Samsung devices powered by AT&T 5G. The Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G also has 120 hertz adaptive display that automatically adjusts the refresh rate according to the content you are viewing, an intelligent battery that optimizes for your gameplay. That's all fantastic stuff. Uh, between 5G support, Wi-Fi optimization, and the advanced processor, you get a smooth gaming experience with virtually no lag. Check out the S Pen and Samsung Notes 2. Create your own works of art. You can head over to ATT.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G to learn how you can get the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 5G for free or the Galaxy Note 20 5G Ultra for $299.99 for a limited time. Again, head over to ATT.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G to learn how you can get the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 5G for free or the Galaxy Note 20 5G Ultra for $299.99 for a limited time. Also, shout out to ExpressVPN. There are a ton of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them, but ExpressVPN is the one that you want to be using. I can say with full confidence, we've been using it, and it's awesome. Super easy to use, super safe. And uh, the most important thing to me, ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN... They don't need to do that. They developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their services, for, sorry, for their servers to log any of your info. Second, let's talk about speed. This thing's fast. You don't need to worry. It just loads things when you need them to be loaded. It's awesome. Again, it just works. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button to connect, then you're there. It's so easy. Even your grandparents could use it. Protect yourself with the VPN that we use here at Kind of Funny. Uh, use the link expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. Visit expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny to learn more. And finally, 
Shout out to Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone's looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money at every month uh, every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows that you are more than just your credit score. Now it's time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, one of my best friends was going through some issues where he just had debt in too many different places and Upstart helped him consolidate it into one place so it was a lot easier for him to wrap his head around and now one monthly payment he's getting it done he's getting close to paying it all off it's fantastic stuff i'm super proud of him anyways upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online they offer loans from 1000 to 50000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment uh over 400,000 people have used upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals you can see why upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kinda to find out how low your upstart rate can be checking your rate only takes a few minutes that's upstart.com slash kinda your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application not all applicants will qualify for the full amount uh, but check it out at upstart.com slash kinda now that we're back to the big topic i want to talk about 2021 greg you were just talking about 2020 and how weird it's all been yeah. Before we even get into the games that we already know about and all that stuff, do you guys think now I'm gonna I'm gonna put out the caveat that let's imagine that this whole new world status quo that we've had for the last six months lasts for the next up until June, at the very least, of next okay. year, just for the sake of this conversation. All right, hopefully not. Okay. But exactly. But let's just let's just think about that. Do you think that 2021 is going to be better? than this year in terms of communication from game devs oh communication uh, no <laughs> absolutely not i think i think it's going to be interesting to see what lessons everyone learned in terms of covid like from marketing perspectives but i think a lot of like the main lesson they're going to take away is oh a lot of the stuff we spent so much money on we just don't really need to do so i think we're going to see like everyone has their own like war table night city whatever for yeah. their big games and then like Ubisoft's going to see with the forwards, things like that. And Nintendo's like at the same time as everyone's being more direct, they're being less direct in both meetings of the term. So I I expect that even after this whole thing set, like up through the rest of the COVID hypothetical timeline, plus even after that, we're going to still see a lot more things like they are now than like they used to be. But I mean, do you think that that has a chance to be better than it ever was? And at the very least better than this year? Yes, I, I, I guess what I'm trying, what I'm more thinking is, when you do stuff like this, you have the opportunity to always go. Well, we can move it to the next show. When you, when it was like the E3s and the Gamescom stuff like that, you wanted to make each show pop. But in this one, you can go like if Ubisoft. And honestly, we have actual relevance of relevant things. Of this is the two Ubisoft forwards are a month apart, right? Like maybe in less than a month, they they could have announced everything they announced in the Ubisoft second the second ubisoft forward in the first one so now companies can go well we have a monthly thing now we can schedule some of these pops along the way and they don't need to all be at one show so i think communication is going to be roughly the same it's going to be a lot more spread apart i i think better the next year than this year at least like i don't know if next year is necessarily going to be the best year as far as video games marketing like i i think it, there, we're still in that adjustment period of hey, like how long do we think this lasts? How how does the future of this look like? But I think this year, 
has been such like a, a learning experience across the board, you know, as far as companies being like, all right, cool. How do we adjust for the now? All right, cool. How do we adjust for the future? All right, cool. How do we how do we organize this so that like we can work better than better this way than we were even doing before? Like you're still, I think you start making realizations right now that for a company like Ubisoft specifically, like is doing three Ubisoft forwards in uh, from summer into fall is that a better option than doing the big Ubisoft E3 in June? Like the answer could very well be yes, especially when you look at this year for them. Like, I think this year makes, a, the way they're doing Ubisoft Forward this year makes a lot of sense for the amount of games they have coming out, right? And so, like, hey, in, in July, like, let's come out and announce Far Cry 6. All right, the Ubisoft Forward 2, we'll chill on that, but let's talk about uh, Riders Republic and uh, Gods of Mo- or Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, all right, cool. Ubisoft Forward 3, that's when we'll come back with Far Cry 6, because that'll then be on the, on the heels. Or maybe if they do a Ubisoft Forward 4, in in uh, early next year, maybe that's where they talk about Far Cry Six. Like that sort of progression in terms of building the way in which they want to communicate things and in the way they want to market things over time, I think is only is only going to get better and better. You can extrapolate that out to any other company, like even Nintendo. Nintendo this year, uh, very apparently, had a lot of trouble in terms of what their lineup looked like, and then also how they wanted to talk about that lineup because of COVID and because of work from home. You imagine that for them they like at a certain point they're like all right we gotta we gotta figure this out we gotta figure out how we're gonna do this moving forward especially because it doesn't seem like this might be letting up any anytime soon depending on like where we're talking about um but yeah like i i I, like i think companies at this point i would hope are preparing for hey yeah this thing is going into 2022 like we're gonna we're, we're planning indefinitely for things to be like this and so like we got to figure out how we want to market these things, especially in the first year of this console launch. Yeah. So now let's look at some of the games that we already have announced in 2021. Plus, this came up uh, last week, I want to say, on Kind of Funny Games Daily, where you and I were talking about uh, Kenna. Well, was this two days oh, ago? Yeah. It might, have been, been, it might have been two days ago. ago. It might have been Monday. Friday. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, either Kenna's way, we're talking broke on Friday. And then okay. Game, okay. okay. After Daily. We were talking about how uh, how Kenna got delayed from what we assumed to be a launch title at for PlayStation Five into yeah. 2021, and uh, we're having that conversation of like, wow, 2021 is actually kind of popping off right now, even with just like the few dates that we have solidified in addition to all the things we either assume are in 2021 or that we know are coming 2021 just without a specific date. So real quick, I want to go through what we know from January and February of next year. January right now, we got Hitman 3 coming to next gen Mm -hmm. and current gen uh, and Stadia. Uh, January 20th. Bless, I know you are extremely hyped for that. Yes, I'm very excited for it. Where like where does that fall compared to your hype level for a lot of the fall games this year? I mean, it's it's a weird one because fall versus spring carries different weight. Like fall this year is going to be Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and like the the bigger games like Cyberpunk seventy twenty seventy seven include that in there. Uh, Hitman three I feel like is such a perfect game for the beginning of the year where it I don't really see it as a fall game and I don't necessarily want that game to be a fall game even though I think Hitman two might have came out in the it fall did, during its time yeah and like i like i i mean I, the game can come out whenever and it's like okay cool but i don't necessarily put him in hitman in the same pocket as those other games like hitman is a game that for me is, is special because it is just a, a, an extremely well-designed experience and a really fun game to play not necessarily like a 
Cyberpunk 2077 when I look at that. And that's going to be a, a blockbuster that is going to be like a game that's talked about by everybody. And it's going to be like this, everybody come play this thing kind of experience. Like Hitman 3 is going to be a, a, a great game for me. It's so like in terms of hype level, personally, I'm super hyped for it, especially compared to things that we have this fall. But I don't know if overall that speaks to the the excitement for, ne- for next fall or next this spring. Is, this one's episodic again, right? Or am I making that? No. I thought it no, wasn't. it's it's not. It's not okay. This okay. one seems to be, and bless, correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems to essentially be a collection of the the hit, the previous Hitman games as well, right? Where it's like it's the, the new game of three. Games. Sorry, yeah. What? But, so if you own the old content, it'll include the previous two games worth of levels. Oh, yes. it's only so if you own it though. Yes. It's basically how uh, Hitman Two functioned this way too, where if you had Hitman One and buy Hitman Two. The Hitman One levels would then feed into your Hitman Two game, so they're just doing that again. Which again, like, is a very like consumer friendly move from them. Like, builds a builds it as a platform, uh, which makes the game feel bigger. And they're also adding in VR, which is really huge for this game. Like, this is going to be the best Hitman game by default. Do you guys think that this one has the chance to kind of do that full breakthrough that like isn't just you know the like the hardcore people absolutely love it, but actually make it? kind of back into the more mainstream hit that I feel like Hitman used to be back when it was a different type of game. I I think pure stealth games are going to struggle so hard at the market that I don't think this one's going to like really convince anyone. I think it's probably going to do fairly well in terms of people streaming it and people talking about it, but it doesn't seem like... I feel like Hitman has a ceiling in terms of how much it's going to sell. I think Hitman 2 went under that ceiling, but I think 3 could hit that again, especially as like an early launch window game for PS5 and all that stuff that I think people will pick it up, just not as not as many. It's not going to be a huge mainstream hit. Yeah, yeah I think that's that... about it, where it's like it's hitting at the right time. It's hitting in that January time frame where you put a game, I think, that doesn't necessarily have that giant audience and I hope it gets to more people. But as usual, I do feel it's the third one in this uh, iteration, right? The third one in this franchise or this this version of it. And so like, you know at this point, right? Like, I feel like if you're into Hitman, like Blessing is, or like Nick is, or like Giant Bomb is, I feel like you know that that already, you already know if you connect with it or don't. I think the VR thing's interesting, and I do think more people will pick it up, but I don't think it's going to, like, cross over and become huge. Bless. What do you think the difference there, though, Greg, is that with the other ones, I, and again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like Hitman 2 specifically is more of a hit that Giant Bomb talks about, whereas Hitman 3 is in PlayStation 5's events you know what i mean like does that help it at all in, in a way that's like this is now such a cemented thing critically that is now getting the the bigger push you know kind of next to a lot of these huge playstation 5 exclusive games no i i honestly i feel like this is in a very hitman 3 is in a very similar similar position to watchdog legion I was like, cool. Do you like Watchdogs? Yes, I do. All right, you're gonna love this game. Cool. Do you like did you like Watchdogs one or did you listen to me when I said Watchdogs 2 was great? Yeah, I listened, but I didn't really pick it up or oh okay, fuck this game's in trouble. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is it, I feel like this is a known quantity. Like you with Watchdogs Legion and Hitman 3, you look at them and you understand what that game is and you already understand based on two previous iterations if you're into it or not. And I think, yeah. you know, the Watchdogs Legion trailer is of course shown next to assassin's creed and everything else in ubisoft and sometimes third party here and there right and it has been in the past but it's not necessarily making people go holy shit this is a different thing i need to get into it hmm. like i don't mechanically it's not even like I will, they haven't shown much but i don't expect it to be a huge step up from hitman 2 because even hitman 2 wasn't a huge step up from hitman 1 it was basically that again with a couple of added mechanics and systems and i expect 
Hitman 3 to pretty much be that. Like, yeah, it coming out towards the beginning, the PS5, Xbox Series X generation is going to give it that initial boost for, you know, being one of the few games available that is truly next gen, if you want to call it that. Um, but uh, and the question I'll flip on y'all, because I think you guys probably know better than than I do. Like, was were the original Hitman games like blockbusters? Like, were they like more? Did they did, it, did they penetrate like the mainstream attention more so than these ones like i remember playing hitman uh two like back in the day at a friend's house but i don't remember everybody like talking about it that much i feel like it, i, I feel remember, like a general audience yeah yeah i feel like back it was you know ps2 gen was a different gen right like and like that era was just so different where like what a blockbuster hit was looked different than what it, it currently does now but i feel like that was one of those game franchises that you would look forward to in the same way you look forward to a need for speed underground where it's kind of just like, it's going to, oh, the next one's going to come out and I'm going to play it because it's just part of the like general gamer vernacular that you're, you're going through. Whereas like, I think video games have just matured a lot and, and have kind of changed how franchises work in the last generation or two. I think Absolution was the game that sold the best. And I don't think any of the recent games have sold better than Absolution. And it was also a very different kind of game with a very different yeah. kind of advertising. I mm-hmm. suspect this game will... This is probably going to be one of those more evergreen titles because this is the first one that IO Interactive is publishing themselves. So I think they're kind of going to destiny to it. And even though it says Hitman 3, it's just like Hitman. It is the platform for future levels and stages and assassination targets. So I presume that if it's not going to sell well out of the gate, which we don't know, like I think Warframe did better because it was like a early PS4 title. Uh, if it'll still stay as a living thing for quite a while and people will like, buy new copies two years after release because oh i heard the new stuff is really good uh then we got prince of persia sands of time remake on january 21st uh imran do you think this gets delayed i don't think it gets delayed i i think whatever that project is is exactly what the money they put into it and they're they're not going to put any more money into it uh next up we have little nightmares 2 on february 11th any of you interested in that no, I never played no. the original, <laughs> even though I've heard it's good. But like, I think it, theoretically, if they release it and I hear a lot of good things, maybe I'll play it. Yeah. What could convince you to go back and play the first one now? If they, I don't know. There's more time than, or there's more video games than time at this point. True. Uh, <laughs> again, if, if it's it comes out, if it comes out, Little Nightmares is great. But it's like, oh, you should play Little Nightmares one to like get the full story or whatever. I'd probably go maybe do go back and do that. Uh, speaking of too many games to play, not enough time. February twelfth, we got Super Mario Three D World plus Bowser's Fury Let's coming go, out baby. on Switch. And mm-hmm. you know, I was disappointed that uh, the release date for that is so far away. Uh, and I, I still am, just in the sense that I wish everything was pushed back. And you know, the Three D All Stars came out in like May, and that this was coming out this fall. Uh, but having Three D All Stars now, I'm just like, there's a lot of Mario to get through. There's yeah. a lot of stars to get, a lot of shines, a lot of everything. And so having Mario 3D World in February, I'm like, that kind of gives me a nice target to get all three of these done as much as I possibly can uh, before moving into that. But I, I'm stoked to play it again. I haven't played it since 2013. So, I'm really, Yeah, I'm really stoked to play it as well because like, a lot of people don't recognize how good 3D World was because it was, it was good. And then once you get to the post-game levels, it was great. And I would... <laughs> I'm hoping that Bowser's inside, or not Bowser, Bowser's <laughs> Fury uh, is actually like along the lines of those post game levels. But even if it's not, the fact that it just has online means I can play it with other people. And that's, that is a big enough deal for me to just play that game again. I'm shocked it has online. 
I'm yeah. shocked that they didn't mention that in the direct. Uh, and I'm also shocked that it, it, that it exists at all. And I don't believe it's going to work period. Yeah, no, it's going to be oh, awful, yeah. but like, it, it'll, it's going to be good that it's there, but I, it'll be a shit show for sure. Then we got a uh, far cry six coming February 18th, uh, which again, seems sooner than I'd expect for this game. But I guess with these far cry games, that's usually a kind of a round one there. They're yeah. coming out. Um, yeah. Ubisoft pushing hard too, right? They're a game a month strategy here as they try to get everything out there. It's well, I mean, they went like 12 months without releasing anything. So now they're all just like, it's a backlog of yeah. this is the stuff we had before that we need to release yeah. now. And they, yeah. I mean, it's two games that week because it's Far Cry 6 and then following that is Riders Republic. Yep, exactly. Riders Republic, February 25th. Extremely excited for that. I hope, I hope that it's as good as the trailer led me to believe, which <laughs> again, Eight out of ten. Just give me an eight out of ten for this, and I I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. It looked Tim, it looked you, fun. Do you plan to play it online? I mean, not if I have the choice. <laughs> but it looks okay. like that's but kind like, of the whole point of, of the game. Basically, basically, I'm asking if you want to party up. Yeah, I I will I will for this okay. with you, bless. But yeah, I, mean, I know it's the point of the game, but it's not what I want for this game. Especially I have Tony Hawk right now. It's like I know what this game can be, and I just want that. Fun. I just want to ride down a hill really fast and jump off things. Okay, Greg. Okay. <laughs> I feel so you, have, you, got, you got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2 and Downhill Jam or whatever that map is called. Oh, yeah. Downhill Jam, oh, baby. I'm... I thought you were suggesting Downhill Jam the game to him. I was no. like, no, don't do no, that. Never. No, never. Downhill jam. never. Uh, so going back to Far Cry 6 real quick, because Riders Republic, I feel like we all kind of have an idea of where that might land. Far Cry 6 is the one that I, I have a harder time predicting critically how it's going to perform. Where's y'all head at? I have no doubt it's going to be, like, I don't think Ubisoft has chosen this time to drastically change the Far Cry formula, which mm. makes me think it's going to be the same thing it's been for the last four Far Cries since three, is this is just the same game. You're stealthing into bases. Here's a a charismatic villain that monologues at you while you're sitting still. Then, like, you beat three islands or whatever and confront the villain. It's the same formula every single time, and, like, that's fine. I, I assume that's what Far Cry fa- fans want, but I don't know that I have it in me to do that again. It's it's a good formula. I, I'm Far Cry Three is probably like one of my favorite games from that generation. Like probably in like my top thirty favorite games of that generation. I'll say like I really enjoyed Far Cry Three. I thought the great. like mm-hmm. I thought the world design was fantastic. Like the uh, quote unquote Skyrim with guns like thing to it. I thought really worked. I thought that was really awesome. I hate Jason Brody, but sure. For some reason, okay, yeah, I can agree with that. But like for some reason, Far Cry Four and Five like just didn't do it for me. Like I played a little bit of both those games, and I was just done. Like I, I, I cannot do it. And I expect Far Cry Six to be that because to what Imran's saying, like if if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, part of me hopes that like the rumors are are true, or not the rumors, like the speculation of. Um, the boy that we see in Far Cry Six actually turning out to be Voss that's from Far Cry Three. That's work, been disproven already. Yeah, oh, he, has he has a smartphone. That, like the time wouldn't lie. Oh, it, okay. Well, that's that's unfortunate for me because time I was hoping travel, that, like, guys. I was hoping with with that, hey, time travel could be a thing. Like Far Cry is weird, and so maybe maybe that is there. But like, you know, I if they went back to the formula with this one and try to refine and try to be like, back hey, to formula. What made Far Cry 3 special for people? Or even what made Far Cry 2 special for people? Because I know quite a few people, people love Far Cry 2. I think that could be really cool and really awesome. But uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, don't think it's going to be a radical 
departure from what I love that Imran is frozen and it is honestly the best frozen yes. image I've ever seen. Like it is it, this is such a perfect like this could be his avatar. <laughs> this is Imran, yeah. This is his mischievous smile. I think if you just turn off your camera and turn it back on again. Yeah, if you did that. I don't expect it to be a radical uh, departure, but I do expect in, I think it's going to get back on track for lack of a better word, where I think Far Cry 5 was the one where I think more, that's the game I talked to. And it's so rare that I talked to somebody who was like, I beat it. I went all the way through it and fucking loved it. It seems like when I talk about my qualms with uh, Far Cry 5, right? I'm just like, fuck, I can't go. I'm trying to just get from point A to point B and I'm getting attacked by 15 different Jeeps and then a turkey hit or attacked me. It's like, oh yeah, like everybody seems to have those stories of like, this just isn't fun to slog through this way. And so I would hope that like that's resonated enough with Ubisoft and the developers, right? That they dial that back and get it back on track to being a more like, all right, cool. We're everything you expect's there, but you're going through in the story, you know, with a, a uh, I can never say his name. Gianna Carlo. Is that right? Did I get it. Sean Carlo. Sean Carlo. Uh, I hope that like, you know, they're putting more of a focus on him and having that be the thing that pushes us and goes through it. And you say all that and then you look at it and like to everybody's point, it is the exact same pre-order bonuses as always, right? Get Chorizo and his little outfit ready to go take people down and do this. Like it's going to be the game you expect. I just hope they rein it back in a little bit because it was just so sprawling last time. Like, ugh, I didn't want to get back to it. I might argue that Ubisoft designs their games in a way that they don't care if anyone finishes them. That they're like, okay, just as long as you bought the game and you played a little bit and maybe you bought some DLC, but if you didn't, who cares? That we're going to release a new Far Cry in a year or two or a game based off the assets of this, a Far Cry like Red Dawn or whatever they want to call it. But like, I think that's their business strategy. That's design strategy at this point. In the middle of my Odyssey playthrough right now, I absolutely agree with you. (laughs) Uh, so we're done with games with actual release dates. So now it's just a list of TBA games that we know are coming that are dated 2021 at this point. Uh, we got Deathloop, which oh is still PS5 console exclusive. And uh, mm-hmm. yes, got delayed out of this uh, this season. I suspect uh, we hear about that today, probably. Exciting stuff. Hopefully. What a cool look. To get a release game. date or like a release window. Or maybe just some like footage, just like an update on the game because yeah, it was supposed to come out in November. Yeah. Do you think we'll see it since it got delayed? Like, we did see it at the, the reveal event. I think but if Bethesda shows up, they'll show up with both their games, Ghostwire and Deathloop. But mm-hmm. if they don't show up, then they don't show up. Ghostwire, another one that uh, 2021 is where it's looking at. Goodbye, Volcano High. Greg, mm-hmm. one of the most Greg Miller-looking-ass games <laughs> I think I've ever seen. We're a bunch of dinosaurs in high school. Let's talk. All right, yeah, let's do it. I'm Sign me up. Well, all right, let's Get talk. <laughs> what, do you gotta, what do you got to say, Dino? <laughs> um, and Barrett, we got you on this one. Gotham Knights. Yo. When did you guys see it coming out? Honestly, um, I could see it being a summer game. I think Arkham Knight released around E3 uh, 2015. I know different studios and all that stuff, but I, I, I think that... Same publisher. Yeah, same publisher. And honestly, like, it's not as games as a service that I think everybody is making it out to be, but there is still, like, some fun co-op uh, stuff integrated in there. Optional co-op. But I, see, I, I think they might see that as, like, a, oh, here's a fun summer game uh, for, for people to maybe jump into together. Uh, so I, I see that definitely... Uh, summertime. Yeah, I say August or September. Yeah, I think you'd want to put it around like a DC property movie release, but the movie schedule is so whack now that like... (laughs) Was Arkham Knight ever delayed? 
Yes, it was. Because I remember it was supposed to come out 2014, and that it was like January, February 2014, where I finally bought a PS4 because it was next-gen only. And I was like, all right, I need the new Arkham game. I'm going to get it. And then like February 2014, I got a PS4, and then a week later, they delayed it a year, and I was so sad. <laughs> because like that, these games scream fall to me for some reason. And I don't mm. know if it's just the big budget or like the blockbusterness of it, like the fact that it's Batman, but it screams fall. Like I, I think this game would make a great October game, honestly, for like a Batman thing. He has that spooky aspect to him. Arkham Asylum was August ish, I think. It was like so, August or September, yeah. Yeah, like the being Batman, this- the movie is mm-hmm. tentatively scheduled for October first. Yeah. Oh. But they also mm-hmm. are in the middle of shutting down production again on that movie. So let's see. Yeah. Didn't Robert actually- Pattinson get COVID? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll and also, they usually goes. want they usually space those out. They, you know, I mean, they want to make sure you understand they're not the same. And I know most people understand they're not the same. But I think uh, August, September, even earlier in the summer, would still give you enough of uh, people are getting excited for the Batman. And hey, here it is. I don't think you want to get too close to October, November, because that is usually the tentpole Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, those kind of games there. And I think that's why you see so many of these properties get out in front of them that mm-hmm. will be sold through Christmas and will be under the tree for so many people, but also get their time to breathe before the juggernaut uh, multimedia campaigns begin. Next up, we got Halo Infinite. Where's our heads at prediction-wise of when this thing hits? November. Yeah, November. Fall. I think My, November I- as well. I thought originally, like when they first announced the delays, like, oh, it's gonna be a couple of months, maybe January, February, like latest, maybe April. The change in creator, like when bringing on, I forgot his name, the the old Halo vet onto the game. That makes me think that they're gonna like they're going down to brass tacks, that they are trying to rebuild a kind of troubled game at whatever level they can right now. Hmm. Yeah, man. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Bless, what what do you think? Uh, I mean, I can see it being like summerish. I really have. I, I at this point, I imagine they want to get it out when they can get it out, like as soon as possible, because it's, it's Halo and an Xbox. It's Halo and it's Xbox, and so as long as it's good, uh, you know, get it out. I, I, I saw that you skipped Grand Theft Auto Five, though, Tim. I did. I did skip Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Bless. What, okay, what do you yeah. want to say about that? Do you guys? Do you guys think we see some single player today, like single player, like an, yeah. a single player expansion? At the PlayStation Five event, you know, expansion. No. I'm gonna say no. not a chance. You know, not I a fucking that, chance. But, no. but bless, you've won. You've won the GTA argument before. So let's. See. I'm trying. I'm trying to go all the way. I'm trying to like get like my extra credit and get that single player DLC. I don't know. We're, I don't think we're gonna see it today. But I think I still think there's a chance that it appears because that like, would be probably the wildest kind of funny prediction to come true. In but like, think, think about it though. Think about this: it, GTA Online is going to be free to play for PS Plus users next gen. Wh- what are you going to do with the single player? Are you going to sell the single player? Like, yes. what are you going to do to make that worth people showing up and buying? Unless you add some new content to it. It's GTA five years five. too late for fucking single player DLC. Blessing. They still add oh, in new content for the it's for the, the online. The, the thing is, like, you're going. What could convince people to buy it again? And I've been saying that for the last five years. Of like, why are people still buying GTA Five? Sure. The, 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 the answer gonna buy is it online. Again. The answer no. is online, though. And if you make that free, how do you still sell that disc or sell that uh, digital copy? It'll but you're not worried about selling the disc. You're willing about buying the shark card. So you buy the DeLorean or you buy whatever crazy-ass car and the thing they're putting in there in your house and your your fucking booze True. distillery or whatever the shit you're making in there. I don't even know anymore. I, <laughs> so, you know, just in general. Keep in mind, I, I don't think GTA Five online is free 
forever for people who own PS Plus. It is if you're a PS Plus subscriber at a certain point. Mm. I I imagine at some point that will cut off. It'll be like, well, you just got to buy GTA Five again. Mm. Interesting. Sure. Interesting. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Woo! Where do we see this hitting? March. I would not see, be I shocked. Stay, if I stay May like, June. Yeah, before yeah. summer is my guess. I think really? it's to get into where the how, last of us wanted to be that time. How many Sony games do you guys think we get before summer next year then? Because that would be a like lot. from from now up till then, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ration and Clank, because that's launch window. Demon Souls seems like it's gonna hit earlier. No way. <laughs> totally. What I think it's gonna hit earlier. I, Demon Souls, I think, is gonna hit in the first couple of months. I think oh, December. Yeah, first quarter. First quarter. Yeah. And I like I, as Sony, like I know Sony doesn't need to put anything in the fall, but I feel like Horizon would fit well there if you if you yeah. wanted to have something wait till then. They said like, twenty twenty one for that game, and it's it's been three twenty seventeen was when Horizon released, right? So it's yeah. been three mm-hmm. years coming up on four. Like I could easily see a Horizon two being ready for like March to June sometime. Yeah, I'm I'm April or May for it. Exciting times. Uh, then Canna Bridge of Spirits. I think that's just more of a when it's done when it's type done. situation, yeah. right? Uh, Psychonauts two. Is it actually coming out? <laughs> I guess it must because like they've done so much work to it over time, but man, I I just totally forgot that game got delayed. Uh, one game that I just want to bring up is the Lord of the Rings Gollum, and I only want to bring it up because <laughs> it was the first next gen game that we saw, and it's still not here. But it's just an exciting little time capsule, you know what I mean? It's like Death Junior on the PSP. Oh man, remember that? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Or like or like Watch Dogs One on the PS4. Exactly. Um, but I don't know about that. Is anyone? I don't. I know we're not excited. But is anyone excited for this game? Absolutely. When you not. started saying Lord of the Rings Gollum, I thought you were going to say Lord of the Rings Golf, and that idea sounds way more Lord interesting. Lord of the Rings Golf sounds interesting. Yes, I would totally play that game. Okay. Uh, then Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Fuck yes. I'm hoping that that one's earlier. Like I, I can't wait to get my hands on that. That's it. Looks awesome. There's no Star Wars movies next year, right? No, this is, but this is going to be the first time, like, The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker didn't get their own uh, Lego games, so this is going to be the first time we get those as Lego games, and I think this whole collection, right, is, like, kind of a very different pace from what we understand Lego games to be, so this is still an exciting release. Yeah, I, I'm interested in this game, I'm just trying to figure out timing for it. Yeah, I can I, see I imagine this being summer. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's a kids Honestly, game, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it appeals to everybody, obviously. But like, Lego games are obviously designed for kids. It would make sense to get it at that time. Also, like COVID stuff, you you can release a video game whenever a kids video game whenever, and it'll probably still do incredibly too. well. Fair, true. If you uh, know, Super Villains came out in October 2018, Lego DC Super Villains. So, mm, interesting. Bless. When yeah. do you expect to see No More Heroes Three? I don't know, man. I, like I expected <laughs> to see it this fall, and it's OB not down. here. It was, it was even iffy. Like literally at the end of the first trailer, Travis touchdown says, "Good luck for 2020." <laughs> I mean, like, that was that was that was him seeing the future. Like Suda Fifty One <laughs> knew. I don't doubt that he knew it was going to happen. Um, I I mean, it's going to be out when it's done, obviously. But like, fingers crossed for the first half of the year. It's probably going to be second half. It's probably gonna yeah. be uh, 2022, honestly. If I'm being honest with myself, and it, like his, he runs his studio very well, and they like he will not allow crunch for any reason. People have to go home and stop working on things at a certain time of the day, which is great. Like that's fantastic, but it does mean they're not gonna rush that game. 
I'm convinced we're getting the Nintendo Switch Pro XL, whatever you want to call it, and Breath of the Wild 2 in 2021. What do you I think? I think we're getting think? both. Oh. I, I'm iffy about whether they're going to be at the same time, but I think we'll, we will definitely get both those things next year. Which would you expect first? Honestly, Ooh. maybe the Switch, the new revised Switch. I I don't know like what kind of revision it would be or like you know whatever they're planning, but if Breath of the Wild 2 isn't ready, I would imagine they just wait. Or not wait, they wait on releasing that game, but really go ahead and release the hardware now. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I see those coming out the same day. I that's think they I would love to do it. Yeah, but it depends. If it's like a matter of months of waiting, then yes. But if it's like one release, one releases in March or April, and the other one releases in like November, then makes sense to just do them separately. What What are you guys' totally. thoughts on them talking about? Or I don't know if I don't know if it's Nintendo talking about this or just like Bloomberg reports. But somewhere there was the phrasing "games lineup" coming out with the Switch Pro. Like Nintendo was preparing a games lineup, which mm-hmm. would speak for more than Breath of the Wild Two. Do you guys have any thoughts on what that might be? Mario Kart I think 9, it includes. Baby. A- I, I mean, it's it includes a lot of things that were like just delay out of this year. Like a thing you want a game sign up for a hardware revision should be like, hey, these are things that take advantage of it. But also, there's good games to entice. If you, if you for some reason have not bought a Switch yet, here's a good lineup that shows a around a new revision. I would guess that would be things like No More Heroes, or I'm assuming Bravely Default gets delayed at some point. That's what I was thinking a little bit. Like, as we transitioned to the Switch Pro, I was like, okay, well, No More Heroes obviously got delayed probably because of COVID, but is there a chance that that delay then can fall in line with, hey, Nintendo wants to have a good games lineup for the Switch Pro. Can No More Heroes 3 have a part in that? I think that gives me a little bit of faith that it might come out earlier than 2022. A good one would be (laughs) Doom Eternal. If that thing is stronger, if that's a more powerful piece of hardware, and Doom Eternal looks better on it, because, like, that game hasn't been... The Switch version was announced and they say they're still working on it but no one's seen it it's been months a random thing that i put down that this is just a question that i have for you guys do you think we see a star wars jedi sequel in 2021 they are 100 percent working on one yes i don't know that they're going to show it this year but what would have been if they released this fall it would be or not next fall it would be two years it's a short time frame but doable when did they announce the first game? Uh, the E3 before the year before release, but it was like Vincent Pella. Oh, just right. We're there in the audience. Andrew. And then they were like, oh, what's the title? It's Jedi Fallen Order. Can you say anything else? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, I could see it being announced next year. I don't know if we get it next year. Motive has another Star Wars game, right? Like they've said that? or it's well, been aren't they the ones working on Squadron? There's Squadron. Yeah, there are squadrons, but I thought they had another game as well. I'm not too sure. That doesn't sound familiar to me, but you're way Maybe I'm mixing, I'm mixing stuff up because like, they've canceled so many Star Wars games at this point. <laughs> well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we won't have to predict for too long because within Woo. 18 minutes, we will be beginning the PlayStation 5 reveal event, hopefully blowing everything out. For us, everything that we need to know, everything that we want to know. Uh, but this has been the Kind of Funny Games Cast. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you guys later. Until next time, love you.